0: And welcome back to another episode of Amazing City. I am back. I'm back. Did the whole married thing? Did the whole honeymoon thing? We are back. Where'd you Jack go? Is, Jack didn't leave. I went to Punta Cana. Did, went to the DR. Um, I had to. I had to get away I, for for several reasons. I had to get away. Uh the Mets being one of those. It's one of the main ones. Um. Part of me wishes I stayed there. That way, I don't have to physically watch and invest two and a half to three hours of my time every day. But I'm going to do that regardless because I'm an cool. asshole. Hey, um, they've won two. Uh,
1: they just won a series.
0: Listen, listen. They're the best team in baseball so far in July. Two and zero, convincing two and zero. Yeah, yeah. Well, two and zero is two and zero. I'll take it. Um, but regardless, man, all the games things- before July when when i left the episode before i asked you how far out the mets are going to be from first place you said they were going to be more than 10 games and i thought it was a little outlandish because at the time they were like i forget if they're nine and a half or if they were at 10 i forget i'm like there's no way there's no way given who they're playing and i thought that they're that they were going to turn around at that point a little bit that they would still be more than 10 games out of first place because that that meant Annalise is done. I came back and there were 18 games back
1: from first place. How, well, and it's not that. And it's not the even the It's that the Atlanta Braves now have the best record in baseball with a 680 winning percentage. Dude, how,
0: how do you go from, and this is just impressive, like every year June for the Mets is, they want to eliminate The month of June from the calendar, they're they're petitioning for it. Uh, They want they want it gone. How do you go from three and a half? I think it was your three or three and a half back from first place, and having the first wild card spot, not the second, not the third, the first wild card spot, and three games back from first place to eighteen games out and nine and a half games out of of the third wild card spot in under a month? Hey, they're eight out now. Right, but I'm t- I'm talking just from June. Just June. Well, it helps
1: when you don't win a single series That's in the month. It's fucking impressive how bad you are. Right. They don't win a single series in the month. Uh, they blew 13 late-inning leads. You'll lose six games and you'll score six runs or more in a month, which is more than
0: they lost all of last year combined.
1: No, yeah. I mean, it's looking at it right now, it's eight games under with a 452 winning percentage. They have a worse record than the Cubs, the Pirates. They're it's the same record as the Padres. They are barely better than the Cardinals right now. Well, barely. They're five games better than the Cardinals right now. But that's a Cardinals team that beat them two out of three games, who they also blew a late lead to. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list of teams nationally they're better than is Colorado, Washington, St. Louis. They have the same record as San Diego. And they have one more loss and the same number of wins as the Cubs.
0: You know, it's funny they bring up San Diego. Because obviously, they're <coughs> those two teams are in a very similar spot for
1: so many reasons. Oh man, they are racing for the most disappointing team in baseball,
0: right? Uh, with without question. But if you told, if you said before the season that on July third, the Mets and Padres had the same record, you would think they're the first and second wild card spot? Maybe they're in, Maybe in the race for their divisions.
1: Division. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The hell is going on in the twenty twenty three season? <laughs>
1: Well, and it's not even that. It's that if you're looking at your, looking at the playoff picture in the American League right now, you have Tampa leading their division by a oh, decent margin still. Don't think many people saw that one coming. I mean, you'll, you expect them to be good every year, but we didn't expect them to be dominating the at AL East all year good. Right. The Twins have a sub-500 record and lead their division. Sure do. The Texas Rangers are 15 games over 500, right. despite being, I think it's 15. 10 and 16 in their last 26 now after today's loss. Then you have the Baltimore Orioles at 16 games over 500. Sure. The Houston Astros not in first place and only nine games over 500. Only. Well, the defending World Series champions that are a wagon year in and year out.
0: I still think they take that division.
1: Sure. But I mean, they're three games back right now and they're struggling. Admittedly, like they definitely have their struggles and their weak spots where they don't look like a championship contender right now. Right, but they look they're like also a team that. that will get to the they're playoffs doing this
0: without McCullers. Some of the bullpen guys are hurt. Yordan's been out for the past right, couple then, of weeks, and
1: that's a big part of it—is all the injuries. You Your know, cat can make
0: an appearance; it's fine.
1: She <laughs> made an appearance on the last one, if you watch the video. And then you have the Yankees in the final spot. But the Yankees in the last AL playoff spot is not something I think a lot of people saw coming, especially after you give the contract that you do to Judge. You give and the Rodon. contract that you do to Rodon. And Ro- has Rodon even thrown a inning for the Yankees yet? No. He's he's it's, finally scheduled to. He's finally
0: scheduled to make his debut. But as you know, a lot could happen between now and July 7th.
1: Right. Even just the um <laughs> even just the National League wildcard teams right now. He's got a tail wagging in your face. The first the first National League wild card being the Miami Marlins. That
0: is probably the biggest surprise.
1: And then you have the Dodgers not even leading their own division, mind you, behind the Diamondbacks. Right. Not the Padres. Not even the Giants. You could maybe see the Giants like, oh, if everyone clicked, if Conforto clicked, if Jock clicked, if Haniger clicked, you could see it. Sure. Then in the last wildcard spot is the Giants, and a game behind them is the Reds. Yeah. It's been. It feels like it's been a transitional year for baseball. Okay, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you have transitional years for franchises, like you specifically look at the Mets, like 2014 transitional year. This feels like a transitional year for baseball, where you see some of these teams that you kind of expected. And for the last couple of years have been in it, you know, you, the Padres going into the NLCS last year, the Dodgers dominance in, in the NL West might be transitioning out. You have a lot of these, you know, the Orioles becoming a top tier team, the Rangers finally putting it together. They're kind of having. I mean, the White Sox went from constantly being—you know—they were probably the worst ninety-plus win team ever. Sure. When they did it a couple years ago, but they're abysmal. It it seems
0: like it seems like the younger teams are doing a lot better right now.
1: We're just gonna sit right here.
0: (laughs) The younger teams are surprising the team to, to the league. They're, they're pushing for the playoff spots. The Reds are the most exciting team to watch in baseball. They are oh, electrifying.
1: I'm not even sure there's a close second. I, like the the, the Arizona is just... pretty
0: fun too, but again, young team. Then you have the right. older teams, the Mets, the Padres, the Cardinals, the White Sox, the Dodgers. I mean, the, the Dodgers still are still a wagon, and they're incredible, but they're not as dominant as they have been. They won 112 games last year. Right, exactly. They, and they right have, now they're, they're
1: winning in a 550 clip. Right. And, I mean that's an 87, 88 wins, right? Still and they've good, had their injuries too, and
0: they they're having some young guys trying to transition into to everyday guys, like uh, right. And
1: then when Bucks uh, blows out his knee the first day of spring training, right?
0: Some tough blows, but the older teams, and I don't know if it's because they're they're pacing themselves or whatever the hell it is. Pitch clock, it, yeah. The new rules kind of have screwed them, so I wonder if we see in the second half the young, surprising teams try to you know start to revert back to what everyone's expecting and the older teams just return to form where it's like, okay, now it's our time because it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint kind of thing. But either way, if that's, if that's what the the case is, and that's what the the strategy is, the Mets are putting themselves in a very tough position and here's where it's going to get interesting because it's, it's the age old saying of it's getting late early. We're here July 3rd, the trade deadline's approaching in a couple, in, in a few weeks. And now you're in a point of, well, if you keep losing, do you trade pieces off? Who do you trade off? Or, and this is what I'm I'm afraid is going to happen, they're going to win enough games to get close. to about four to five games out of the wild card spot. We're like, okay, do we sell or do we buy? And that might, and, and knowing how this, this front off is going to be, Steve Cohen's not going to sell if you're anywhere close. Buck Showalter is not getting any younger. You have Scherzer and Verlander, you're not going to want to trade them because I don't think you're going to get the value. Plus, you have them for next year anyway. Why right. would we and sell here, if we're in that
1: position? And here's the thing just looking at it right now, I mean, Max Scherzer has his club option for next year. Right. Plus a full no trade. Or, yeah, he's his player option. Narvaez and Adevino have nice team options for next year. You expect them to take. You know, Tommy Fram's an unrestricted free agent
0: we got to talk about him.
1: Yeah. Right, Daniel Volgobox an unrestricted free agent, Dominic Leone's is an unrestricted free agent. Mark Canna has a team option at $12 million. We'll You've Robertson and Carrasco as a un- So there's not a lot of tradable pieces and I think that's the problem. Is if your goal is to contend for next year, there is no one aside from Tommy Pham and I'm not even really sold on David Robertson anymore where you can move them and be like Yes. No, I, I is... think you can definitely I get still... something for Robertson. Well, you can, but you're not going to get something that I think in the end will be worth not bringing him back next year.
0: No, you're not going to get like a, 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 a... What was it? Your 2016 this Chapman trade we are going to get like a bona fide top 15 prospect. You're not getting a Glaber-Torres type prospect in return for David Robertson because he's 38. He's he's He doesn't have any control after this year. But for a reliable, dependable, back-ending relief guy who has a sub-two ERA, you're going to get something in return for him.
1: Yes, but he's also... Some team's going to be desperate. But I think the other part of it is you have to look at his usage. How sporadic his usage has been this year is there concern that he might go down later in the year because he's... The cat turned the light on. (laughs) Tipsy, I'm going to fucking kill you. Cuz there there have been outings where he goes for 6 outs, comes right. back, gets the day off, comes back the next day, 6 outs, and then he he doesn't come in for 5 days. Well, and then he gets 5 outs. To to, to be to, random...
0: to play the devil's advocate here and show the other the reason why he has been he doesn't get used in those situations is because when you go 7 and 20 over the course of a month, you're not going to be in position to close out many games.
1: Sure, but the Mets don't even really have a set closer. No, but I they mean, have save they... opportunities. Curtis has had one. Brigham two. Rayleigh three. Smith four. Ottavino seven. Robertson seven, Robertson fourteen. But we also so have Buffett is...
0: using Robertson Ottavino, where it, it depends on the situation. If it's the eighth inning and it's three, four, five coming up, it's going to Robertson. Robertson is his win now guy. Ottavino is I, a clear I backup.
1: I would argue that that is more the product of injury than it is intent, oh, which is obvious. But I don't know, like, if you unless this is just a contending team with a horrible bullpen. Most of the teams in contention have a back end guy, have their win now guy already, and I think part of that is going to drive down the price. You drive down use
0: bullpen guys, especially in the postseason.
1: Sure, but they don't get you a lot. I mean, look, I mean, my, Michael Gibbs. Was... right now.
0: You're gonna you're gonna tell me Texas?
1: No, of course they do. Third bullpen's well, not good. But the Mets need bullpen help. The Mets were a bad bullpen last year in the first half. They Michael Gibbons it, had yes. put up a right, but Michael Gibbons had put up a two five ERA in the first half. Was young had a had a cheap club option, and the Orioles got a minor league throw in form at mm-hmm. the last minute at the deadline when teams are their most desperate. So I just I, I think the window of time to negotiate a new deal with him will be more valuable to the Mets than moving him, unless they just lose like their next ten in a row. I mm-hmm. think even if they're looking, they're in a spot where you're still like, all right, yeah, we can contend next year. I think it's something you do. So I then think let's let's
0: put it this way: they're eight games back now. If you're the Mets, let's just say I, you're running the Mets.
1: I mean, if it's if you're how in the far week,
0: back do you need to be to decide if you're selling or buying?
1: I don't think you're making that decision until deadline week. Well, let's let's play.
0: Let's pretend so we're, we're I would July twentieth. Say-
1: I would say seven days out from the deadline, you need to be in a worse a worse spot than you are right now. I think if
0: you're you're eight or better, you're buying.
1: Well, because the other issue is Billy Epler is seemingly GMing for his job. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing you're gonna have to consider is uh, Jesus Christ. Obviously, Cohen signs off on everything, and it's you know, even just like with him taking on money, like he's a very involved owner. He signs off on everything. It's clear that he's involved in or he's at least aware of the day-to-days. Right. I don't think that's something they're deciding until the week of. So I would say if they're worse than eight back at a week out from the deadline, they'll sell. Hmm. But we've also seen teams do it like the Braves did in 2021. They bought early. They bought around like a, it's like two to three weeks off till the deadline with rental pieces that they could then turn around and flip if things went south. They went on to win the World Series. Not saying the Mets are going to do that, but I'm saying there are ways to, to do that and still maintain flexibility. So, I think it's kind of stuff like this where, like, today, you bring in a decent bullpen arm and Trevor Gott, who is definitely a different look than you have. I believe he's a lefty. Still, a major that league bullpen right. arm that uh, has... Right, right. It, we are saying this I mean, before he's, we started recording. Step he's above literally the a Jeff Brighams. He, I mean, he's a step above the Jeff Brighams right now. He's a the way. Right. Okay. But so he's somewhere between, you know, the Drew Smiths and the Jeff Brigham's, but it's another legit front end bullpen arm where you're you know, might spell the end of Dominic Leone. You know, mm-hmm. like guys so that you can easily move on from. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it'll be interesting. I think fam I really think they want to bring Mark Canna back next year. I mean, three spot versatility at three of the corners with a good bat still a decent bat. I mean, a 725 OPS off the bench is fine. I mean, he's a league average OPS plus. Yeah, he's a league average bat who can play three spots and is clearly well-liked. And we know, and is, we, we've seen, he's
0: not as streaky as someone like Escobar, who I hope does great in LA. But when he gets hot, man, he's a he's a tough out. Well, Mark and Hanna right now, and, and Mark as has been slow right
1: now. 104 OPS plus as a bench bat, you you take that. No, I mean, your bench bats, you're probably looking for 90 and above. Right. So I think, and I think people underestimate how tough it is to get quality bench bats because much like relievers, they're volatile. Yes. You know, I forget who the backup Red Sox catcher was, but overexposure kills bench players. Reese McGuire? No, this was years ago. Oh. But, I mean, that's another case of it. But I mean, even like look at Luis Guillorme. He was penciled in way too much early in the year, and even last year, like he was horrible. Yeah, and he dropped off in the second half. He got demoted this year. Tomás is another one. Yeah, I mean, overexposure kills bench bats. So I definitely think if you're playing him 300, 350 at bats a year, Marquand is a great bench piece. And I, unless someone's really desperate for catching and thinks they can get something out of Omar Narvaez. I, I don't think moving him is going to be worth the hassle of trying to get another decent backup. No, I don't let think alone it's, one it's... that clearly has a good relationship with with Alvarez. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think if they're out of it, you're tradable pieces.
0: It's Tommy Sam I mean, David Robertson.
1: Yeah, because I just think even like looking at Ottavino, that club option is a set for $7 million. And there are going to be teams that get turned off by that.
0: And he's just been there way be plenty too of teams. He's been
1: Right, I mean, he's he's Crazy the third or fourth best reliever in your bullpen, and no one wants to pay that up pay seven million dollars for that. Because let's so, face it, coming into
0: the season, he was going to be a seventh inning guy.
1: Yeah, he was expected to be the Mets' third best arm. Yeah, it's possible that if Drew Smith pr- improved enough, he'd be their fourth best guy. I mean, and he's still been that, but it's just for seven million dollars, the Mets can pay that. It's fine. It's whatever. It's one year. There are going to be other teams that look at that and are turned off by that. Right. So I would be shocked if he's traded. Um, I'd be shocked if Fam traded just because of the twelve million dollar option. I think the Mets like that; and that's attractive to them. He's their I best mean... hitter. <laughs> On Saturday Night Baseball, he was hitting second. <laughs> Marciana. Tommy Fam. Oh, did I say Tommy Fam? I meant Marciana. Yeah. I mean, Tommy yeah, Pham. no, they're they're gonna trade Tommy Fam. I I could see a world where someone calls on Carrasco if the Mets eat the money just as an innings eater. I mean, even if you're a team like Kansas city, I mean, and you, you're running out of bodies. If you're like, look, we'll give you, here's 12 guys we have in the Dominican summer league or in the, in the Florida complex league. If you eat all the money, you get your choice. And the Mets have shown that there is nothing, to money, is, is nothing really more attractive, but it is, there's worth... nothing more attractive to cheat bad teams than Three inning eaters.
0: Is it really worth trading a guy to a bad team if you're just going to get a lottery kind of guy?
1: Yes. It's a business. I mean, you're not required to do right by anyone.
0: No, no.
1: I mean, I'm sure if you tell Carlos Carrasco, your options are go to this team and finish out the year there and have a new set of eyes on you and get a chance to be better or keep this up and get DFA'd in mid-August. Because I mean, my initial thought when they traded for Flexin today was, "Wow, they're going to cut Carrasco."
0: I thought, I thought they traded for Flexin so he can take that that Trevor Williams role that they've been looking for since the start of the season.
1: Well, I mean, in Flexin has a weird contract that a lot of the guys who debut in the states go overseas and come back get, where they negotiate with the players' association at their time overseas. Counts towards major league service time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the whole Joely Rodriguez debate was did the Mets get a guy with one year of of service, or did, that, did the Mets get a guy with one year of control, or three? Right. You know, so Flexen's one of those guys where he is considered, he's he's reached his six years. So he can refuse any assignment. Sure. Even though in major league service time, he's under six years, but in yeah. professional service time, he's over. Yeah, no, he'll probably. You know, but that's also why Kodai Senga is technically a rookie. Yes. so he can't get demoted if he would rather go to the open market sign with the a's for league minimum because that's the rule if you're making over league minimum you can only sign for league minimum right if he wants to go and do that he has every right to do that yeah of course so i mean it's it's and it's always possible he clears he sits in the open market no one calls him let's say look dude go to Syracuse. yeah get right hit the open market again in the fall mm-hmm. and he does that i mean you don't know yeah, you never know. So, I mean, it's always possible the Mariners call and they're like, look, come back go to your organization. <laughs> we, we fixed you once. We can do it again.
0: We know you just DFA'd you, but hey.
1: No, yeah. I mean, you never know with these things. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll go back over overseas. Like, you just never know. Right. So, it's definitely, that'll be interesting. Um, Yeah. I, I think he's a good reclamation project just because he's had legitimate major league success the last two years. Yeah. And like a, a mid three, low high, mid three, low high three like a 3-6, it's what it's been. If you're getting 33 starts at a 3-6 ERA, that's like a 3 or a 4. Yeah,
0: but he's not. He's
1: Right, and he's done much worse than Nowhere that. Nowhere near year. that this year. But the last two years, that's what that's been. He's been an all-star. He's been the innings guy for the Mariners. Mm-hmm. So I definitely thought there was something there to reclaim. But I guess that's someone else's job now. Yeah. So we'll we'll have to see. I mean, I like I like the got pickup, but thought flexing could have been a decent one too. Sure. I mean, you're also at a point where you got to see what certain guys have. Like Dominic Leone's not giving you anything anymore.
0: Brigham is giving you less than zero in high level well,
1: No, you have to keep Brigham.
0: No, you, and I'm I'm not saying get rid of Brigham.
1: Right, I'm but I'm saying, not, I'm saying I don't even think you can demote him.
0: We, but I think it's very clear that Jeff Brigham is not a a leverage inning guy.
1: At least not yet. No, they're still working through something. You want to make him? He looked want to make part him your first out of the weeks. Okay, cool. But he looked he looked the part for a couple of weeks, but I think sure. he had something that lost and then lost it. And a slider is too good to not figure out. No,
0: again, at times he looks great, <laughs> but seventh, eighth inning, he looks like he's just throwing batting practice.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, who knows? Maybe that's more of a mental thing. So it'll be interesting for them to figure out. Yeah. I am not quite sure what they're going to do.
0: What they need to figure out is they need to figure out how to stop making and just creating new ways to lose every couple of days.
1: Well, yes, that that's a big piece.
0: And they need to, like, that's one of the biggest differences from last year to this year is that last year, they're finding ways to win. This year, they're finding ways, finding to, ways to lose. lose. Like, Every way you describe the Mets 2023 season, it's indicative of, of a bad team. Finding ways to lose, consistently inconsistent, can't hold leads. When you're pitching, you're not hitting well. When you're hitting, you're not pitching well. There's nothing so far. And maybe, maybe
1: we're overreacting over a bad month. But well, and I don't think we are because it wasn't a bad month. It was a historically bad month. Well, for and here, so many reasons. here's what I told my dad the other night. And I don't know why, but the soundbite always sticks in my head. Terry Collins had like a week left in his job in 2017. Mm-hmm. Rookie Dom Smith was up, and he gave Dom a like a 3 0 green light in, with the runners on and two outs, and Dom popped up, something like that. Mm-hmm. And someone asked him after the game, like, what was the thought process behind giving Dom Smith a 3 0? And he was like, I don't know. We're not good. We're not making the playoffs with we a week left in the season. Something yeah. along that lines. Or even it's like, a, what would you have done?
0: Like, right. that's
1: what you kind of like, all right, he's checked out. It, you know, you, you knew. He's been told coach. his fate already. Yeah, you knew Bob Guerin or whoever the bench coach yep. was at that time was making the lineups at, the, the, at that point. And just like the, the constant remarks from Buck. Yeah. Are really starting to rub me that way. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I don't think, I don't think we're that far away from him being like, well, Tim Healy, what the fuck would you have done there? It's like, like, and this is the frustrating thing, man. Like, does Tim Healy have lobby? Like,
0: (laughs) I'm on my, I'm on my damn honeymoon and I'm still getting annoyed
1: about this team. Well, that's your fault. It is my fault. I'm very aware it's my fault. But I didn't know Escobar got traded until like three hours after it happened. I'm in the hotel room. My wife is sleeping next
0: to me. She's taking a nap. And I check Twitter and I see, I see the Brett Beatty error. I see everything that corresponds after that inning. And then I hear what Brett Beatty has to say. And this is another thing that, that makes – that shows that they're a bad team is, is this whole – that whole day. Brett Brady takes accountability. Brett Brady, a rookie. He's what, 22, 23? He's taking accountability saying, this game is on me. Also, how many times have we heard a player say this game is on me? That's another thing that bad teams do. But at least they're showing accountability. They say that, that this game is on me. Then, 10 minutes later, the manager of this team, who is maybe one more good season away from being a Hall of Fame manager, says... We're just trying to get through the eighth inning. We're just seeing how it went. My guy. The shit are we doing here? Well, in that We're just topic, trying to piece together an
1: inning against in a that, division
0: rival? In
1: that a game tundra, where if yeah. you win,
0: you win your first series of the season. You try to maybe get some freaking momentum going into the end of the month. But you can't be saying that. You're just trying to piece together an inning. I feel well, bad for Josh Walker because he was put in a shitty spot. And then
1: Jeff Brigham comes in and hits everybody. Well, and even in that 10-minute gap that you that you bring up, Jeff Brigham was like, this is the worst I've ever pitched. This is horrible. I'm so sorry. Like, this is on me. Brett said it's on him, but this is on me. And then the manager's like, yeah, fuck it. It's incredible stuff. A manager's we- press
0: conference shouldn't be newsworthy this often. Maybe it's because it's the Mets. Maybe it's because of New York. And obviously it's going to be amplified because of the market that they're in. But still, Buck, you're better than this. You won manager of the year last year in a landslide. I don't know if it's the expectations getting to this team, but holy hell, from top to bottom, they're having mental errors, and that's that's a bad thing. You have Lindor having mental errors. You have Brandon Nimmo, who's one of the smarter guys on this team, making constant mental errors. Starling Marte, what the shit are you doing the other day? you a tying run and in the ninth inning. You're trying to steal a base against Camilo Duvall.
1: Well, and then he seemingly benched the next day and nothing is said about it. Yeah, that was pretty clear. That's the other that, thing is like, that was pretty clear. You know, you know, damn well, if Buck had to bench Alvarez or Nimmo or Baby, he'd be like, well, you got to teach these young guys while you can still get to them. But then when fucking Starling Marte does it, not a peep. So do you think Alonzo's gonna win the home run derby? <laughs> I got a hard pivot for my sanity. Um,
0: I mean he's he's got as good a good shot at anybody. It's it's Pete. It,
1: so this is, does this, is this become like his legacy? I mean, it's assuming harder. the Mets never win a World Series when he's here. because well, it's not say. well, it's you should never assume your team wins a championship. Right, I feel sure. like that's bad luck. It's fair. Like I honestly By the way, with that
0: being said, I've I've conceded. I've, yeah, the right I've conceded to myself that the Braves are winning the World Series this year. That, chalk it up.
1: My money's on the Rangers. Purely because in the last two years, two veteran managers have seemingly been brought out of retirement to take over teams with the young with young prospects that just spent a lot of money to contend. One are of them is the world going Series, down, as you were saying. One of them is going down the shitter. The other one is obviously going to win the World Series, but um, what the fuck was I say? Uh,
0: Alonzo, his legacy with the home run derby.
1: Right. So if I mean, if they assuming they never win a ring while he's here, is this his legacy? Like the guy who won the home run derby? I mean,
0: I mean he, he's the guy he's that on did squat hit five
1: hundred homers.
0: That's crazy, man. Like, shit. that's hold on. I gotta pull up these career numbers. Listen, by the end of next year, he's going to be the Mets' all-time home run leader.
1: Right, that's one thing. Is by the end of his arbitration years with the Mets, he will be the. He's currently at one seventy-one. Records what for the Mets? Two forty-two. Two fifty-two. Yeah. That, that record is in serious jeopardy. So, in two hundred eighty-one at bats, right now he's got twenty-five homers. So, I mean, in 600 at-bats, assuming he can still get to 600 Mm at-bats, that's, well, no, let's say just double his load that he's at right now because of the injury. And let's say you add like 100 at-bats. Right. You're looking at like another 50 homer year. Right. So, let's say he hits 27 more homers. For his career, 27 more homers puts him at 198. 198. He would need so he
0: 54 had... next year to tie it,
1: which would also set the single season homer record. Right. So I mean his own. Right. I mean, it'd be shocking if him and the Mets don't come to an extension. Oh yeah, uh, I think. I mean that that'd be like if they didn't come to an extension with Wright or Reyes. Right. Or if they didn't come to one with the Grom, like you have your undisputed public face of the franchise. All the kids love him. All the kids want to be him. Yeah, right. and that's Pete on crack. Right, like right. Pete, Pete might as well still be one of those kids For sure so, I mean and he's He's averaging God damn Can they chill with the fucking fire 171 homes. So let's say he's putting but 162
0: in Average. he's averaging 46
1: homers a year There we go I mean, that's literally, he needs to play like seven or eight more years of this base. 10 to 12 if the pace worsens or he misses time. Right. I mean, he's the best pure power hitter in baseball since Stanton. Yes. I mean, first going off pure power, like not including Shohei Ohtani. Yeah. I mean, it's between him and Judge. Yes. If we're not including Ohtani. So I feel like when you say, oh, he's the best in baseball at this, the answer is probably just Ohtani. The answer is Ohtani. But, I mean, between him and Judge... If Judge can stay healthy for a couple more years, Judge overtakes that. But I think just based on you, you have to factor in health. He's the best pure power hitter in baseball since Stanton. I mean, he's like—I mean, he's he's got the most home runs by a landslide since his debut. Yeah, I mean, is he? I mean, and part of that is the health for Judge. Yes, but I mean, he's 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 the closest thing today's game has to Adam Dunn. I mean, you want to just talk about dude? That's all. That's a walking threat. They hit a 500-foot homer. But I, I think, maybe this is bias, I think
0: is a better pure hitter than Adam Dunn, but I get your point.
1: I mean, yes and no, not exactly this year. But, but over the course of his career. Yes, yes, in previous years, yes. I mean, the years he was, I mean, last year, he's hit, he hit 271. Right. But even I mean, then, this is inc- this Adam is Dunn, for the Love better himself. part of his
0: career, he was, he was strikeout or homer. Right. He was Joey I mean, Gallo before Joey but, Gallo.
1: But that's been Pete this year. I mean, Pete Alonso is on pace for another 50-homer season. And right. he's he's slugging the same mark as he did last year. Mm-hmm. And he's putting up the second worst OPS-plus of his career. What's he at right now? 122. That's so pretty good. Sorry, there. 128. The career low was 2020. He had 122. And he had a very similar year to this year. Low average, low OBP, high power, lots of strikeouts. But here, here's where... But even then, he isn't really striking out a ton this year. No, and here's my I mean, my seventy six games, sixty three strikeouts.
0: My defense of Pete, and no, it's so crazy. I'm such a freaking homer. It's disgusting. I want to come yes. on here and be mad, but here I am defending the Mets every fucking turn that we go. Um, I think Pete would be in a much better position st- statistically if, let's face it, he didn't rush back from the injury. He was supposed yes. to be out three to four weeks, and he missed ten days. Yes. The first couple of weeks, clearly. He was not right, clearly. And that's when you see him trying to get over aggressive and chase and try to just force something out of the at bats. And it wasn't fully there. Something that would have been a home run would be a pop up or a grounder. He still hit the ball hard, but it would just result in an out instead of production. So I think that absolutely unequivocally plays a role in why he's hitting 220. Because before the injury, I'm pretty sure he was closer to 240, 250, which is more so in, in line with his career average. But
1: yeah, again, I mean, his, when you
0: rush and you, it, it was strange. It
1: was prior strange. to this year, his career average was 261. God, his career average OPS was like 884. His career average OPS is 878. It's pretty good. Hold on. I'm about to do something that you're not going to like. I need to pull up some other stats.
0: Is it something with Tommy Pham? No worse. Worse.
1: So we're going go, we're going to start with 2015. Shout out to the optometrist. 2015, yeah. 2015 this guy hit 289 379 434. Still a good number, right? Hmm. From 2004 Four. Oh, come on. Get these numbers please Lord. From 2004 to 2015 for the Mets, this man OPS 869. As we sit presently today, talking Pete David right, Pete Alonso's. What was the number? 869. Yep, Pete has him by point zero zero nine, and that's including this year where he's only hitting 221, and his 2020 2020 year where he hit 231.
0: Well, I mean, you have to factor in that Pete Alonso on his worst day. Is a better power hitter than David Wright. Even though David sure. Wright had a couple 30 home run seasons, Pete Alonzo will forever be a better power
1: hitter. Plus David Wright's career slugging was 491. Plus the back but problem you have to factor really in. affected
0: the back end. David Wright
1: put career. up a 376 OBP for his career. Put up what for OBP? 376. Damn, that's higher than I thought it would have been. Pete Alonso has put up a 345. This year he's put up a 316. Right, So I mean there's definitely Give and take But Wright was getting on A a, a clip that clears Alonzo mm-hmm. If we're talking career numbers 375 to 345 Clears that This is Alonzo's what, fifth year?
0: I think if you compare the first five years of career David Wright's is going to be a little bit better
1: Oh that's a fun one Go ahead here, we'll Now do I'm curious f- We'll do I- f- four we're going to just go by at bats instead, sure. All right, three two, for the first 2,312 plate appearances of Wright's career, and we're at and we'll do hey, We'll do the first full first four years because Wright had 2312, Pete had 2254. Okay, so four years, and for he'll, David, he'll get there by the end of this year, right? Mm-hmm. So this includes David's 69 game rookie year and Pete's 57 game 2020. Okay, Pete hit 261, 349, 35535 with 146 homers. That's a 140 OPS plus. Okay. David hit 311, 388, 533 with 97 homers. That's a 138 OPS plus. Wow. So Pete's OPS OPS was 884. David's was 921. But by league standards, Pete was a better offensive player. Power. It's the Power. power and it's the fact that there are some very bad starters in baseball today. Yes. I feel like the bottom the, the bottom level starter is much worse in baseball than it was 20 years ago. Uh, I, I don't even
0: think that's even a question. And if you
1: want to feel old, David Wright debuted 19 years ago. I was nine. You're 28 now, buddy. Mm-hmm. You're in the fourth grade. Now you're married. Get fucked. Thanks. I'll say it. But um... 19 years ago, you're what, two weeks old? 19 years ago. In 2004, I was two. I was probably one when David Wright debuted. 2004, Alex Ramirez was one. 2004, I don't think Jet Williams was born yet. Mm, That hurts. Yep.
0: Uh, But uh, I don't feel good about that one.
1: (laughs) All right. So we sit. As That's
0: a stinger right there. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm gonna quickly pivot so you don't start. Please do.
0: I might I might just
1: die right here. <laughs> I can carry out the rest of the, yeah. the, rest of the episode. <laughs> All right. So I mean, as we sit, yeah. July 3rd. Mm-hmm. Going into the to the holiday. Marlins have a game and a half on the first spot. Dodgers half a game on the Giants for the second spot. Giants are one ahead of the Reds for the third spot, followed by Philly a game and a half out, then a cluster of teams. Mm-hmm. You know, Pirates six and a half, Cubs seven and a half, Mets and Padres eight. Not counting the bottom three teams in each division. When we next record, presumably two Mondays from now.
0: Maybe less, but you never know.
1: Yeah, I mean, you never know what's traded deadline season. Right. I mean, obviously it's a weird schedule because you have the all-star break coming up. Mm-hmm. Looking at it right now. So hypothetically two Mondays from now, the 17th. They will have played three with Arizona, three San Diego, three with the Dodgers. Oh, my the Mets are currently 38 and 46. That's a 452 winning percentage in eight games out. How far out will they be? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say six games.
0: I was going to say six. I, I feel like the same number.
1: I feel like they play well in San Diego or in Arizona. They played reasonably well in San Diego last year, and it's something about them playing the Dodgers at home.
0: And they also miss Arizona's best two guys. They're not facing Merrill Kelly, who's on the IL. They're not facing Zach Allen.
1: They're scheduled for Zach Davies, then Henry. And is that Ryan Nelson? Ryan Nelson, yes. Ryan Nelson, not Ryan. Okay. Mm, that's confusing. Mm-hmm. All right. So R-Y Zach Davies and his. E. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Davies and his 1 4, four six five four ERA. Thanks. Thanks. Code Ice it So. I just, I think that's places the Mets typically play well. Yes, in Arizona, in San Diego, at home for LA. Yes. So, I mean, even just looking at... uh, Well, it doesn't say who they're lined up with for the Padres. But, so the Mets go... But I think... The Mets go Sanga, Scherzer, Peterson. So then... They're lining up Verlander and It would be
0: Verlander for the
1: first game. It should be Verlander, Peterson. Peterson Verlander, some combination of that. Because yeah, Crassby... they broke
0: up, they broke up Scherzer and Verlander. So yeah, Scherzer Carrasco then...
1: should throw the third game of the Arizona series. Correct. So that you'd start with Scherzer and Peterson, who for God's so sake, are you too hard to right now?
0: Maybe Quintana, who's expected to come back soon.
1: I don't know after his last start, last start in Syracuse from my understanding, has, pe- has people in the Mets thinking one more start won't hurt. And since Peterson has thrown well since coming back, they're willing they're willing to take their time. He's got if what, Peterson 10 of th- innings? 10, innings and, run, 10 innings, run, innings and one run. 10 innings and one run baseball. I mean, he's walked six, but that yeah, was his story the, the last year. The walks are year. still a concern. That was his story last year. It was The walks were always a concern, but in his best days, he was the slider and the sinker were playing off each other so well, strikeouts and double play were drowning everything else out. Mm-hmm. God damn. I hate fireworks. We all do, buddy. But, um, yeah, I, I think I think six and three is wishful, but I see a path to it just considering who they're facing in Arizona. I feel like that could be a two and one, and then asking them to go four and two against a bad Padres team and a good, not great Dodgers team at home, I think that's fair to ask. I mean, it all depends on how how everything's lined up. I mean, listen, it's – if you end up getting like a Carrasco versus Kershaw, just pack it in. Forfeit. Well, Don't even show up that today.
0: I'm glad you brought up Kershaw. Right before we started recording, he was placed on the injured list.
1: Oh. Just like every Dodger ever. Yes.
0: Which is – and the, the odd part is he was dealing with a back problem, and he was put on the aisle with a shoulder issue. So I think
1: on his two legs right
0: now. so I think he was trying to throw a bullpen, get back together, and then felt something else. Felt a different thing.
1: Man, that's the worst. That was the Mets special for a while. Sure was. Well, so and so who was having knee tightness threw a bullpen. Yes, John Neese with his. Oh man, I I hate to go there, but and I feel like I've brought this up to you before, but John Neese is the only pitcher ever to throw like a warm up pitch after feeling feeling tightness or something and then get worse. Yeah, man, that video's on YouTube. I watch um, it every now and then, but I mean, I think six and three is wishful. Five and four is doable. I think six games back makes sense, just because then you're taking games from, in theory, the Dodgers, and if the Mets, if you beat up on the Diamondbacks well enough, the Diamondbacks would be in a playoff spot or in a wild card spot.
0: It's and it's that, easier that said last than done. spot has been so all over the place. But you need to do what you do, what you did all of last season, and just you win, win the series. Win the series. Win the series, and crazy enough, how you'll be better in a better position than you were. Win the series, the series, and
1: they're probably five hundred by the deadline. Look, and I mean, I think they have to adopt the mentality of you have to win today. Yeah, because I mean they're not in a, they're not in a point where it's like, all right, well, it's just it's a marathon, yada. But a thir- at a certain point, you got to sprint for a little bit and catch up. Yes. <laughs> so I think going into the All Star break, this should be a nine game sprint for the Mets and i know it's not going to be popular opinion because mets fans seem to be indoctrinated indoctrinated by bucks it's just uh it's just one game we got the whole year you got to pace guys you got to, this should be a nine game sprint for the mets go into oh, the I couldn't line, agree more. go into the all star break you'll have four or five days off cuz let's face you it know.
0: if if nine games left if you go as opposed to 6 and 3 you go 3 and 6
1: the decisions like
0: are made for you going into like the deadline, it. going yeah. into, into the all-star
1: Yeah, If you're 10 and they're going into the all-star game, you're sellers. You're done. So I, I mean, yeah, no. I mean, they. Ha- I think six and three is probably what's needed. And this is a sprint. This is a sprint to get I to the I even think playoffs. five
0: and four is is not horrible. Oh, because uh, yeah, any improvement. You're going, you're going five and four against, against two teams, teams that are ahead of you.
1: And one team that has the same And record. one team that's in the same spot as you. I just think, considering the way they've been pitching lately and that some of their bats are seemingly waking up, they should go. They, they need to go six and three. I, I think anything less in your, I mean, if you are seven, if I mean, man, even if you're seven under heading into the heading into the all star break, that's still not good. Six, that's you great. see some hope. No, if you go six and three and go into the deadline like five games under or go into the to 4th of July five games under after being like 11, 12 games under, because you got, you can't forget they're coming off. Taking two out of three from the Giants, mm-hmm. a team ahead of them, the team who you, I think you said has the third wildcard spot right now, right? Yes, that's how they were able to make some good inroads. But I mean, just looking at it, beat took two out of three from the Giants. So then, if you can go three, if you can go six and three, that's eight out of your last twelve overall. You've made up four games. You've won games against teams in playoff spots ahead of you. And you've pushed down further 18 behind you. It's, I mean, this is, a, this is a, I guess you want, if you want to call this, is you're in the midst of a 12 game sprint for the Mets where they should go, they need to go eight and four. Right. You're off to the two and one start. Just to win the series. When you're matched up with the Diamondbacks, I think you could, you could say you, sh- they should sweep. I mean, it's the Diamondbacks, 15 games over 500. They're a good team. But if you have Zach Davies, one and four, a 654 ERA, you should win that game you're throwing Scherzer against, um, shoot, what's his first name? Tommy Henry, rookie, only like 13, 14, only 13 starts in. Scherzer you should, should win, be a win day. You should win that game. And then you go, likely Carrasco against likely Carrasco Ryan Nelson, who isn't great in his own right. But I mean, made the those... look stupid in his last start. Right, but that's a winnable game. Mm-hmm. So, I'd, I mean, if that's, a, if you get the Carrasco that went six shutout against the Cubs, you'll be fine. You should win that game. So, I mean, these are winnable games. These are games the Mets have a chance in. And it's not the stupid, oh, well, you always have a chance in every game you play. You have a legitimate chance in all three games against the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. It's lining up. You'll have a strong, you'll have strong pitching. At you'll have hot pitching. You'll have a hot Scherzer, I mean, a hot Verlander, a hot David Peterson, and a Hopefully, Hot Kodai Sanga going into San Diego. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? They might push him back. They might bring someone else up for a spot start. You never know. You never know. But you never. Maybe it's a, a time for a Mike Vassell debut. Who knows? Yeah, you just don't know. I'm just and, throwing shit out there. Well, no, I mean it's possible. Like you can go a man short in the bullpen for three days if you're then going into the All Star break, right? And then you have three against the Dodgers at home. I mean, you're in the midst of a twelve-game sprint. You're two and one to start. But I think they'll be around six back after the all-Star break.
0: I think if we're going that that one week prior as the 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 deciding day of whether to buy or sell, my magic number is five within five games. I think if you're outside of that, gotta sell pieces,
1: yeah. I mean, well, let's see who are they playing coming out of the break coming out of the break I mean to be fair you do immediately after have the White Sox after the Giants or after the Dodgers That's as you said that's that's a pretty winnable series I mean, yeah I mean you have six more before the break by then they you might be have the Dodgers coming out then you have three with the White Sox two with Boston two with the Yankees three with Boston two with the Yankees but, I mean then you go four with Washington three with Kansas City and, I mean, the schedule in August lightens up. I mean, if they're playing better baseball, they're at least a 500 team going into August. You have the Royals, you have the Cubs, you have the Cardinals. But as Who you have seen what... since
0: last September, favorable games mean nothing to this club.
1: They yeah, because you got to win them. You gotta... No well, one cares I mean, about in your payroll. Breath, when did the, taken... the damn baseball games? The Mets took the season series from a – how far – from a Giants team, eight games over 500 in the playoff spot. Right, you know they took the season series from the Dodgers last year, who won eleven more games than that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, they're good against good teams and they're bad against bad teams, but one of those is a lot easier to fix than the other. Yes. <laughs> so, no, I I think if you go into the, I mean, you got six games left. You're eight under. I think if you're at least if you're six under going into the All Star break, you don't have any definitive decisions yet. No. no and I think I, I think you then give yourself. Six games coming out of the break. Three with the good team in the Dodgers. Three with the bad team in the White Sox. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you take two out of three from the Dodgers, then shit the bed against the White Sox. Doesn't matter. Pack it up. Go home. Come back next year. Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah, I think they probably have twelve games left before they have to make a definitive decision. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope they don't do the stupid thing we did in 2019 where you kind of buy, but you also yeah. kinda sell. Yeah, it's
0: like you're selling off pieces, but you're buying guys with the control for next year. That's gonna be like important, like you can't you can't really yeah. go both ways here.
1: Yeah, I mean like you Either can lean in some into respects. It. Like if you want to like if you don't one way or the other, man. Well, I mean, you can you can sell, but like don't do like where you sell off some pieces, you buy some pieces, you keep some guys, like what the Red Sox did last year. Like you sell off some you sell off some pieces but then you also trade for Tommy Pham, but then you also don't trade some other pretty tradable guys. Right. Like holding on to J.D. Martinez through the deadline. That was strange. No, that was Right, that well, was they're also rare. selling off some other pieces and also bringing in guys like Pham and Reese McGuire. So you just hope that it's a definitive one-way. And if they decide to sell, then I mean, you can always sell while buying for the following year. That's the Yankees did last year. Yeah. I mean, they tra- they moved some pieces to bring in Play homes. I mean, it just I mean, Christ, the yeah. AJ Ramos trade. And
0: that, that's the well, trade that I was referring to.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's okay to do that. But I mean, if you're selling off rentals while also bringing in rentals, yeah. That's not going to work out too
0: well. I don't think so.
1: But I think this is. Uh... So where do you think they are heading into the break? Eight games under right now, six to go, three in Arizona, three in San Diego. I say that they are four under or six, under. So so six under, and, under
0: and theoretically also six back
1: six or seven back. Yeah. I mean, if the giants, if the giants Dodgers depends, Maryland, obviously it depends all, on the
0: teams. What? yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I'll say they're if they win six, if they win four out of two, they'll probably be seven back at worst. Yeah. I mean, they will get at worst. They will gain, they will gain a game. I'm
0: pretty, I'm pretty much right there with you. I think around six under five, six under is around where, where I expect them to be. And let's face it. They kind of need to be.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, even then coming out, they should go four and two with sure. considering they're, they're home for the Dodgers home for the White Sox. There's at the least four winnable games in there. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is right now you just got to start winning winnable games. When the series when you, cause when you don't win winnable games, you look up two weeks later and you're at the same spot. Yeah. You're still eight under. It's just now you're eight under with seventy to play.
0: This is the first time in a month where you have some momentum. You got to keep it going,
1: right? And and then missing the big guys in Arizona, you got to make that count.
0: Mm -hmm. Corbin Carroll is banged up too, so he might not play.
1: Yeah, you get you got to make it count. No excuses. No, no. Yeah, I'll I'll say six back. I'll say six under six or seven back.
0: Yeah. All right. That's all we got today. As always, it's Antonio Slayer. I'm back. Feels good to be back. Jack Ramsey, he hasn't left.
1: Never. Never. He ain't going anywhere. Sometimes the Mets might want might make me want to. <sighs> Same. But
0: um, but yeah, man. <laughs> it's good to be back.
1: We'll talk I'll maybe back. we well maybe next week, maybe two weeks. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with this time of year. Yeah. Like it's we'll be on when we're on. Yeah. <laughs> when something happens, I mean that's like what we're doing with the winter meetings and like right before the the lockout. We will be on when something happens because something is mm-hmm. happening soon. Something will happen. It, it's just guaranteed. I just can't tell you what. Right.
0: Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, follow on Twitter, subscribe on uh, Instagram. Jesus Mary. On YouTube, we have an Instagram, but we don't use it. Uh Twitter, YouTube. Didn't even know we had one.
1: Keep we going. A lot of things we don't
0: use. Uh keep Make sure that our tweets are are all six
1: hundred that you can view for in a day. Why not? Thanks. Elon. I have to, I have to admit something. I I I saw it. I saw with it. With the draft coming, with I saw NBA it. free agency, with NHL free agency, I had to cave and get the blue check mark. I saw but it. I will be so happy, dude, on day three of the draft when picks are flying like that. I will be happy with myself. <laughs> it will be a worthwhile purchase, considering I. I hang my hat on being a prospect guy, minor league guy.
0: Plus, trade deadline's right
1: after that. Trades are gonna go
0: blowing. No,
1: I mean, I, I feel I felt dumb doing it, but oh, I'm man. happy. I'm happy that I did, and I will be happy that day because I immediately canceled it after. Okay. But it will cover me. It activated today, mm-hmm. so it will cover me through the deadline. Yeah. But in that time, I had an added for NBA free agency, NHL free agency. Like I was telling my Nick fan friends that they traded Obi Toppin great i was breaking the news to them that's funny i felt like whoa <laughs> but um but it it'll be worth it it'll be worth just it just for this time of the year yeah i mean for deadline draft and other yep. sports yeah i don't i don't feel that dumb <laughs> no i feel dumb but i understand it's for me it's a worthwhile investment no for sure for sure
0: but that's all we got Antonio Slater, Jack Ramsey. Twitter, YouTube, subscribe, follow. Do everything you got to do.
1: Give us your $11 instead of Elon. We'll
0: take it. it's $11 now? Jesus Christ. No, we need to end
1: here. We need to end can (laughs) We can divvy it up. I I could use 5 dollars So It's okay. As always, LFGM.